It's time for Pacers Weekly. And in game number three, game home game number one for the Pacers last night, Indiana trailing by 17 points at halftime and trailing into the fourth quarter. It looked for a while like Cleveland was going, in fact, most of the night, like Cleveland was going to retake the series lead, to take the series lead at two games to one when Boyan Bogdanovich caught fire. Oladipo with it. Here's Bogdanovich. Boom, baby. And a foul. Boggy out there on the right side. Ball thrown away by George Hill. And now Oladipo kicked it into the forecourt. Here's Bogdanovich. Boom, baby. Boggy out on the right side. It's seven points, Mark. Bedlam in downtown Indianapolis. Oladipo left side. Cross-court bounce pass to Bogdanovich. Here it comes. Boom. It's another three way out there. He is from outer space here in the fourth quarter. Collison is ready. The second foul shot is off target. It's rebounded by Smith. They can win it with a three. Here he comes, 40 feet out, and he missed it. He missed it. He crossed the timeline on the left side of the floor, and he missed a three as time expired. Indiana hangs on to win game three, 92 to 90, and the Pacers take a two games to one lead in this best of seven series. On the back of 30 points from Boyan Bogdanovich, it was his playoff career high. Bogdanovich, 7 of 9 from the three-point line. On a night where Oladipo struggled with his shot, he had 18 points. It was instead a bit of an unexpected rise from Boyan Bogdanovich. 30 points. That led all scores two points more than LeBron James had, and the Pacers held him in what is relative check for LeBron James. 28 points on 10 of 22 shooting. Whenever you can hold him under 50% from the floor, that is a success. The Pacers trailed by 17 points at the half. They overcame that deficit to take a seven-point lead late in the fourth quarter. That's when the Cavs came storming back and, in fact, tied the game at 84. The Pacers then responded with a second burst, a 7-0 run. It was two bouts of resiliency for Indiana, the one to overcome the 17-point deficit. And then when Cleveland immediately made their march back, the Pacers responding with, well, you heard it, more of Boyan Bogdanovich, 30 points on the night, Oladipo with 18. Those two combining for 48, more than half of Indiana's points. Thad Young added 12, and I think right after you mentioned Bogdanovich's offensive effort, you have to look at his defensive effort. Bogdanovich and Thaddeus Young, the majority of the night were paired on LeBron James. And again, you look at James' stat line like you look at it every night. He played 42 minutes but it was more like game one, and that's what the Pacers can tolerate. 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Again, for the average player, that is a phenomenal stat line. But when James goes 10 of 22, he hit a couple of threes late. Entering the fourth quarter, he had just 16 points, 3 points in the third quarter alone after having 13 at halftime. So the Pacers doing a nice job on LeBron James and the way this Cavaliers lineup is constructed. You just get the feeling. You look at games one, two, and three. In games one and two, James is in the 20s in points. The Pacers win. In games uh, one and three, I should say. In games two, James had 46 points and the Pacers lose. The way this Cavaliers lineup is constructed, you just get the feeling. If you can hold him around that number, as good as that stat line is, the Pacers have a really good chance. So Indiana up two games to one in the best of seven series. We're playing first to four, and the Pacers are halfway there. 
They have home court advantage and a home game coming up next. That is Sunday, 8.30, so a later start. Pacers.com slash tickets. There are a few tickets left available, but they are scarce, so if you're thinking about it, I would move on those now. 8.30 on the tip. It is on right here, 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. Fox Sports Indiana as well with the television coverage, so if you're going to watch on TV, make sure to watch uh, on FSI for that game. Pre-game show coverage, TV and radio starting at 8 o'clock on Sunday. The Pacers can go up three games to one with a win over LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday. Best of seven series, so they're guaranteed to head back to Cleveland, but what the win last night does is it guarantees Indiana a home game six. The Pacers will play at home for game six, and they know worst-case scenario. That's if they lose the next two. Absolute worst-case scenario They've still got a home game six to force a game seven, a scenario I think just about anyone would have taken before the start of the series. You're listening to Pacers Weekly. We've got a great show coming up for you. We're going to hear live from Mark Boyle next. He will join us, Corey Joseph, in a little bit as well. So we're going to get some instant reaction off of the Pacers' thrilling 92-90 game three win. Mark Boyle joins us next. That's next on Pacers Weekly. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Victor Oladipo. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they are one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at cnoinc.com. That's cnoinc.com. And let's go Pacers. Through our local associates, Stanley Security, one of the world's leading global security providers, has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and service to the commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities. Stanley is a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and the official security products provider of the Indiana Pacers. Find out how Stanley Security can provide a solution for you at stanleysecurity.com. Bring us your tired, your wicked, your huddled masses. Panic at the Disco, live. The Pray for the Wicked Tour. With special guest Haley Kiyoko and Arizona. Friday, July 13th, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Pre-order the new album, Pray for the Wicked, out June 22nd. Panic at the Disco. This is Pacers Weekly on 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. I'm Pat Boylan. If you would like to chime in on the conversation, at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter is where you can do it digitally. 317-239-1070, the number to call in. We will be with you from 10 to 11 here on Saturday morning. And joining us now, Pacers radio play-by-play announcer Mark Boyle. Mark, looking for context here. Obviously, it is just a first-round game. You've called nearly every major NBA Pacers game uh, your excitement level, the enthusiasm in the building, the moment in the building, how does it compare now that you've had a night to sleep on it? 
Well, it compares, and it's always difficult to compare fairly because I think the more recent ones you tend to remember with more clarity. But I would put this with two other ones that stand out for me. There was game four of the 95 conference finals with Orlando. The lead changed hands, was it four, five, six times in the last minute? And the Pacers won on a Rick Smith shot as time expired. That was in the old Market Square Arena. And so was the other one. That was in 98 conference finals with the Bulls. I'm having a little bit of a difficult time remembering what game it was. The Pacers were the lower-ranked team, so it was either three, four, or six. I think it might have been four. But Reggie hit a three uh, to put the Pacers up, and then Chicago had a timeout and one last possession, and they got it to Jordan. And he fired a three from the left side that rolled around and then fell off as time expired. Those two stand out in my memory, but this one was right there with it. LeBron James is such an interesting talking point, I think, of this series because on one hand, he is clearly the best player on the floor, clearly the best player in the league, yet that almost is taken as a given when you hear people talk about the series and it's those other guys that get so much of the conversation. 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, another great stat line for him, yet it was a stat line more along the lines of game number one versus game two, of course, where he had 46. Do you see this being kind of the area that despite as good as he played, if the Pacers can keep him in this range, then they've got a chance to take game four, the series potentially, if they get to that point? Yeah, those are reasonably close to his season averages. The rebounds are a little higher, but uh, the assists are right there, and so are the points. He shot less than 50%, and on the year he shoots 54%. So it's a measure of how good this guy is when you say he had 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, and that's about as well as you can hope to play him. He is that good. And this whole Cleveland team reminds me of something Slick said to me one time, Pat. It was It was not about a team, but we were talking about coaching one time. This was many, many years ago. And I asked Slick how important a head coach was at the NBA level, and he said that the coach was important. But to quote Slick, as only uh, Slick could do it, he said, I ain't yet seen no uh, jockey carry a horse across the finish line. And, that, and that's what this reminds me of. Uh, LeBron James is the horse, and he is the key guy in their whole equation, which is not to denigrate their other players. They have, at the very least, some serviceable NBA players and some guys who have had terrific careers. Corver, for example, is one of the leading three-point shooters, not just now, but in the history of the sport. And they have guys like Earl Smith three and Kevin Love who have done some things in their career. George Hill is another guy. But this is not a team that I don't think anyway is at the same level of the first three Cleveland teams that James has had since he's come back. And it's it's fascinating to watch <clears throat> excuse me, what I consider to be this particular plot line. I think there's no question the Pacers have a better team. But James is so good, it's fascinating to see whether he can drag that uh, carcass across the finish line. And carcass is a little harsh. This is a team that won 50 games, but I think you see what I'm trying to say here. Let's apply that question to the Pacers, and the example's clearly not as severe, but Oladipo was far and away Indiana's leading scorer during the regular season. So how important do you see it as you might not have a Bogdanovich level of uh, performance going into game four and on, but to maybe having somebody else besides Oladipo step up in a fashion like Bogdanovich did? Well, it can happen. You saw it last night. Uh, the thing about Oladipo is this, and I don't know if this is a big enough statistical sample size to draw any definitive conclusions, but it's certainly interesting. The Pacers were 0-7 and seven without Oladipo this season. Now, we all know that they got better as the season went along, and many of those games were earlier when they were still improving, which, by the way, I think they still are. 
they can win when he doesn't have a great game. He was 5 of 15 last night. He was 1 of 8 from threes, and he had five turnovers, 18 points. Not horrible, but not up to his normal levels. If James were to have a falling off like that, I think Cleveland would be in real trouble. The Pacers managed to figure out a way to get it done last night. Bogdanovich was colossal, and they needed every bit of that, and you can't expect that every night. That's way above his standard. Uh, 30 points is nearly twice his scoring average. And he was 8 of 23 from the floor going into that game. He goes 11 of 15 last night. So that's one of the things that always seems to happen during the playoffs. There's always some guy, maybe not for a whole series, but for a game somewhere along the line who suddenly emerges at a higher level than he had previously, and you need every single thing that he has to contribute. And that was the case, I thought, with Bogdanovich last night. LeBron James has never lost in the first round. The Pacers up two games to one. This seems to me like one of the tougher series to predict because your natural instinct says to probably favor James. Yet, as you mentioned, the Pacers have the better team and have been playing better for a majority of the series. All of that said, do you have a feel for what to expect in game four? No. Do you? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. I, it, it could go either way. James might go for 50 and 20, or the Pacers might win by 18, or more likely something in the middle. Uh, it's a really interesting series. I think the most interesting series of the first round because you have the game's best player who clearly doesn't have the personnel that he's had in the past, still trying to push his team forward. And then you have on the other side an emerging team that's become one of the more interesting teams in the league. I think we're biased a little bit, Pat, but maybe one of the more likable teams in the league. They're fun to watch. They play in an old-school manner, not in terms of their style, but in terms of the way there doesn't seem to be any one guy who is hogging all of the attention, hogging all of the spotlight. And let's face it, that's the way the NBA works. It's a league of stars. And so if you have one of those guys, he gets an inordinate amount of attention. Uh, Oladipo is becoming one of those guys, but the Pacers, I think, are still perceived as a team rather than, to use the cliche, LeBron James and the Cavaliers or Russell Westbrook and the Thunder, or whomever. It's not Victor Oladipo and the Pacers yet. Victor Oladipo is an emerging star, but I think the Pacers are perceived as a bunch of guys who are just out there working hard, and as they get more national exposure, I suspect they'll become more likable on a, on a wider uh, basis. You can hear Pacers play-by-play announcer Mark Boyle Sunday for game number four. It's an 8.30 tip. Mark will join us as part of the Kroger pregame show, which begins at 8. Mark, appreciate your time here this morning on Pacers Weekly. All right, Pat, thanks. All right, that's Mark Boyle. When we return, let's hear from Corey Joseph. Chris Denary caught up with the Pacers point guard who was instrumental on the defensive end. Indiana holding Cleveland to just 33 points in the second half in a 92-90 Game 3 win. Corey Joseph, Chris Denary, when we return on Pacers Weekly. The performance of the Indiana Pacers on the court is hugely important, but so are the community outreach efforts of the Pacers and Indiana Fever off the court. Each year, the community relations teams of the Pacers and Fever oversee 50 programs focused on education, social responsibility, and health and wellness initiatives. In 2016-17, more than 500,000 Hoosiers of all ages were impacted by one of these programs. Pacers Cares, Fever Cares. Jack's Donuts is sweetening up a Pacers win. The day after a Pacers victory, visit your local Jacks and mention the Pacers win to receive a free 12-ounce coffee or regular price donut. With more variety, more donuts, and more choices, Jacks is the place to celebrate a Pacers win. Visit www.jacksdonuts.com to find the Jacks Donuts location nearest you. 
Hi, Pacers fans. This is Kristen Airy. Did you know that Indiana has some of the hardest water in the country? To improve the quality of water in your home, do what I did. Choose a whole home water treatment system from Connecticut. Our glasses no longer have a chalky white film. Our sinks and tubs stay cleaner longer. And I know our drinking water is safe for the whole family, including my dogs Granger and Bailey. Visit ConnecticutIndy.com today to set up your free in-home water test. Connecticut, official sponsor of the Indiana Pacers. Pacers fans, don't miss a game just because you're not in front of a TV. You can watch Pacers basketball anywhere with Fox Sports Go. Stevenson scores and a foul. Never miss a moment of the action. Launch the Fox Sports Go app on your phone or tablet. Sign in and stream the Pacers. Here goes Oladipo. Take every game, pregame, and postgame along for the ride no matter where you go. Watch Pacers basketball on Fox Sports Indiana. And when you're on the move, stream the Pacers anywhere with Fox Sports Go. This is Pacers Weekly, 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. We're live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis talking Pacers playoffs here from 10 to 11. We'd love to have your input, 317-239-1070, at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. Corey Joseph, one of those guys, you watch the game and typically you say, okay, he had certainly an impact on the result. And then you look at his stat line and it may not stand out quite as much as watching the game did. I think that's an example last night. Joseph, in 19 minutes, took just two shots, six points, did have four assists, but was pretty instrumental on the defensive end. A player that even at point guard, Nate McMillan not afraid to switch out on some of the bigger players, and Joseph was key in the Pacers holding Cleveland to just 33 points in the second half. And after the win, he earned a trip inside Daenerys' den. Chris? Thanks a lot, Pat. Corey Joseph inside Daenerys' den after... Another amazing Pacers comeback. Corey, we saw it happen eight times during the regular season when you guys rallied from deficits or 15 or more. But it's special when it's the postseason. Walk me through what happened. Man, it's almost like we like that, huh? It's almost like we like to be down at half of the by a lot. Uh, but uh, just, we, you know, we turned it around. You know, we, we started doing everything a little bit more physical and a little harder. Uh, our rotations, our game plan, we started to execute it to a T. Uh, both, you know, on first it started with defensive. You know, first it started on the defensive end. And then uh, it translated to the offense. Translated to easy buckets. Translated to bogey getting open. Uh, you know, obviously we, we know the second half he had, you know, for scoring for us was, was, was huge. Uh, but it, it, it all started with a defense, and I think we held them to I don't know, 33, 34 yeah. points in the second half, and that was huge for us. Yeah, 32% from the field. You guys forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, first half, things were shaky. You guys mm-hmm. turned it over a bunch. Mm-hmm. What adjustments on the offensive end did you guys make in the locker room at halftime? Uh, not many offensively. Uh, we knew it was just obviously we have to keep down the turnovers, but uh, you know, turnovers is not – trying to make the right play it's just you know the ball was slipping out of our hands and you know they were getting you know they were being the more physical and they were being the aggressor and uh second half you know we flipped it around uh you know we we're able to you know get it to the, the right guy at the right time and we we're able to knock down shots but it all started defensively you know first half i think i don't know how much points they had but they had a lot yeah, 57, uh, and you hold him to 33 in the second half, as you said. Boyan Bogdanovich, you played against him in the NBA. He's been your teammate this season. You know he can shoot the ball. You guys really found him, and he uh, he hit some big shots in that fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, he was in the right you know spot at the right time, and we were looking for him. You know, when a guy gets in that zone, you know you always start to look for him. Uh, come down the break, uh, I knew he was going to that corner that one play. And, 
once I passed it, I knew it was buckets. You know, he just hit like three, four threes before that. So uh, when a guy gets in that zone, you always try to look for him. Okay, you guys are 2-1, and you've got another home game on Sunday. What's the mindset as you approach game four? Uh, take care of home. Uh, you know, uh, obviously don't. First half, we got to come out a little better. Uh, we got to watch film and you know, see the, the things that we did wrong, you know, today. And we got to hopefully be ready for and be prepared for them next game. And just, uh, like I said, take care of home court. All right, Corey Joseph, he has the most playoff experience of any pacer. And Indiana gets the win, 92-90. Congrats. You're still young. You're, you're still young. You are. Corey Joseph inside Daenerys Den. Back to you, Pat. All right, Chris and Corey, thank you again. Game number four from Indianapolis. 8.30 on the tip. It is on Fox Sports Indiana. Of course, all the games on radio are just with your normal coverage, 30 minutes beforehand. So at 8 o'clock, you can catch us on the pregame show on Fox Sports Indiana right here on 1070 The Fan or across the radio network. The thing that last night's game guaranteed, well, not necessarily guaranteed, but it's likely Indiana could win games four and five, and then that would move uh, the Pacers to round two. But it does guarantee at least two more home games inside Bankers Life Fieldhouse. It would either be a game six or a start uh, of round two at some point. So game uh, four is on sale at Pacers.com slash tickets. Game six, you can reserve your tickets now. As you might imagine, those tickets are going quickly as well. And the Pacers are either guaranteed to have a game four and then a game six or what would be a game four. And then at some point in round number two, they clinched that with their 92-90 game three win over the Cavs last night. Pacers up two games to one in the series. They return home and stay in Indianapolis here for game number four coming up. When we return, let's bring Mark Boyle back on. He was with Mike Breen, who called the game for ESPN Last night, we'll hear their conversation next. This is Pacers Weekly. Hi, Pacers fans. This is Glenn Robinson III. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 18 years, CNO Financial has donated more than $275,000 to the Pacers Foundation to help support young people in Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit CNOINC, that's CNOINC.com, and let's go Pacers. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hey, Pacers fans, check out this great offer from Papa John's. The day after the Pacers score 90 or more points, you score 50% off regular menu price online orders at PapaJohns.com with promo code PACERS90. Only from Papa John's, official partner of the Indiana Pacers. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Valid online only on regular menu priced items at participating locations for a limited time. Not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Limited delivery area. Delivery fee may apply and is not subject to discount offer. Taxes extra. Pacers fans, check out the new Pacers team store located inside Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Get all the best Pacers gear plus the best brands, including Nike, 47, New Era, and Under Armour. Also make sure to look for the game night specials during all Pacers home and away games to steal a great deal. Can't make it to the store? Grab all the gear at thepacersteamstore.com. The Pacers Team Store, 
the place for all your Pacers needs. This is Pacers Weekly, 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. I'm Pat Boylan. A reminder, you can get your tickets for Games 4 and TBD Game 6. Pacers.com slash tickets. The only reason Game 6 wouldn't happen is the Pacers take the series in 5, which obviously would be good news. We heard from Mark Boyle live earlier. Mike Breen was on the call for the ESPN coverage of Game Number 3. And Mark had the chance to sit down with Mike. Here's their conversation. Thank you, Pat. Before we get to the NBA playoffs, which are interesting in general, but particularly at the outset of the playoffs, Mike, because there's so much going on, you and I came into the league about the same time. At what point did you surpass me and move to the preeminent status that you now enjoy, would you say? Are you talking about in terms of age? No, I'm talking about in terms of accomplishment. How old I look? I think this is where you're going. You're trying to make this out like a compliment, but I think there's a subtle shot in here somewhere, and I haven't figured it out yet. Well, we'll uh, we'll let you mull that over. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Some really interesting first-round matchups. And at the outset of the playoffs, one of the reasons I mentioned our duration in the league, because I look back to when I started, I don't recall a year where you could look at the Eastern Conference and say, there might be a surprise if Team A beats Team B, but none of these would be shocks if the lower-seeded Team won. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I was saying the other day, I, I could see five different teams making it to the finals. Which ones? The top five seeds. I think they all have the ability to make it to the finals. And, you know, obviously some a little bit of a longer shot, but like just for example, the way the Pacers have been playing the second half of the season and to start the playoffs. Boston, even with the fact that they lost Kyrie Irving, still on any given night can beat somebody. Now you still have to beat somebody four times, but Depending on matchups, I think the top five seeds are all good enough. There's not one team, maybe the better way to put it, there's not one team that is that much better than the other four where you could say, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. I would agree with that. And then to follow that up, would you agree with this? That said, I don't see any of these teams good enough to beat Houston or Golden State. Agreed with that. Yeah, I mean, those two are right now are at such a level you would have to have something extraordinary happen and hopefully it's not the case but somebody get injured uh, or you know foul trouble in, in three three the first three games they're just they're just at a much higher level so I I think regardless of who gets in they're gonna be a heavy underdog in the finals let's each pick a compelling team and I'll go first the one I'm watching with the most interest because they suffered a devastating injury they've flown under the radar all year their coach Alvin Gentry is a terrific guy and now they've gotten off to a fabulous start in the playoffs I'm really impressed with New Orleans um, I, I'm actually really sh- not shocked but really surprised how well they played um, we know Davis is special but we also we forget sometimes if a player's not in the playoffs at the end of the season or not for a number of years, you forget just how great they are. Remember all those years Kevin Garnett missed the playoffs when he was with Minnesota. Then he gets into the postseason again, and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's one of the best in the game. It's the same thing with Davis. And to me, as much as uh, Davis and True Holiday have been sensational, Rajon Rondo, when he's engaged, when it's a big game that he cares about, he is still as good as it gets in terms of 
being so smart on the floor uh, at both ends, and he's been magnificent. He almost pulled off an upset last year. Remember, Chicago was up 2-0 in that series. Then he gets hurt, and they lose. They won the first two games in Boston. The guy is a, he's a special playoff performer, always has been. Let's move off topic for just a bit. You're working with Mark Jackson, the former Pacer, and Jeff Van Gundy. Rumors are flying about both. Are you anticipating having two new partners next season? This is this is the annual suffering I go through because I mean you know as as a play-by-play -play guy you, you you dream of having analysts that not only are great at what they do but you love being around them and I've been so spoiled with these two I've also been completely shocked that nobody has hired them they're both really fantastic coaches and for some reason or another it, it hasn't worked out it's going to happen one of these years and I'm going to go through a mourning period. Um, but I think that anybody that hires either one of them is going to be so grateful because that's what they are. They're coaches and they're terrific coaches. And help our fans understand this. For those that watch you on ABC or ESPN, you're in one city like Indianapolis last night. You're in another city on Sunday and then you're somewhere else on Tuesday. Those of us that work for teams are preparing for one team every night because we know our own teams. Is it difficult to stay sharp? when you're traveling around and preparing for different teams every night? No, and, and you know why. It's because we, we love what we do. We love the sport. We love the, the league. And there is something, you know, you and I just the other night talked about this over dinner. There's something about the preparation that's really fun. You know, as you're getting ready to do a game and you find either a, a cool stat or an interesting anecdote about a player, you get all fired up. You can't wait to use it on the air. And then just the whole idea of why you're preparing, thinking about this matchup. Um, so, no, it's still, um, you know, it, it, it's not anything that it's hard labor. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it, as you know. But it's still such a joy, especially when you sit down before a game, you're prepared to do the game, and you just have no idea what's going to happen that given night. Mike Breen is with ABC ESPN. You can see him and his outstanding crew on a regular basis throughout the playoffs. We did see you in game one. We did see you last night in game three. Will we see you again in this series? If it goes six and seven, yes, sir. So make reservations at a nice Indianapolis restaurant. This is why I want the Pacers to win in five, because if you come back here, it's my turn to buy dinner, and that's, that doesn't work for me. It, it is, your, But we need to go a place where you're not known. It's such a distraction when you're trying to eat and people are swarming around bothering you. It's... Uh, it was, it was a little awkward and uncomfortable for me the last time. I can see how that would be. We'll, we'll try to do better next time. Let's go back to our studio and Pat Boylan. Mark and Mike, thank you. More Pacers Weekly when we return. It's time to hear from Eddie White. We'll see who he's tracked down around the house. That's coming up next. This is Pacers Weekly. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding a Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Yeah. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 
Steak and Shake now has 24 meals for under $4. So after the game, you can feast on an original double and cheese steak burger meal, a triple steak burger meal, a chicken fingers meal, a chili cheese footlong meal, or any of the other 20 meals served with our famous thin and crispy fries, each under four bucks. Of course, you could also go to Steak and Shake before the game or during the game. There doesn't even have to be a game. You could go anytime. You could literally go right now. You're gone, aren't you? Hello? Get 24 meals for under $4, only at Steak and Shake. Jack's Donuts, a family business and locally owned, is a proud partner of your Indiana Pacers. With 13 central Indiana locations and 60 varieties of donuts, Jack's Donuts is a fan favorite. More variety, more donuts, more choices. Come see us. Jack's Donuts, since 1961, with 13 central Indiana locations and over 60 varieties of donuts baked fresh every day. Learn more at jacksdonuts.com. Since 1993, the Pacers Foundation has been investing in agencies throughout Indiana that are working to create programming and opportunities for at-risk youth. From anti-bullying to providing safe havens for abused children, to day camps to mentoring programs, the Pacers Foundation strives to be part of the solution to the problems facing our Indiana children. You can help, too, by purchasing a Pacers Foundation license plate through the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Go to PacersFoundation.org to learn more. You too can join in on the conversation here this morning on Pacers Weekly. We have a couple of Twitter questions that we will bring up a little bit later in the show. At Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter, 317-239-1070 if you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Let's bring on Eddie White now as he goes around the house, Eddie. Thanks, Pat. It is once again time to go around the house. And holy mackerel, this weekend's been crazy. Uh, this last week's been crazy. Everybody's so fired up about the Pacers playoffs. One of the busiest guys and his people, I don't think they've slept, is our chief marketing officer, senior vice president, my main man, Todd Taylor. Glad to catch up with him. Todd, this has been crazy. Uh, it's been incredible. You know, I've been here seven seasons, and this certainly rivals the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. You've been around a lot of teams. You worked in professional baseball. You worked in professional soccer. You Now you're here in the NBA. There's been something special about this team and the relationship and how it has grown throughout the season with this fan base. Well, you know, and I've said this before when I've been asked. I think this team uh, in this market is a perfect match. I think uh, even more so than winning, I think this market really, really craves effort, and they also love the values of teamwork and camaraderie so I think when you watch these guys play you can't help be caught up in that especially um, that they're representing basketball in the state of Indiana you guys work year-round to you know you're selling tickets it's sponsorship it's engaging with the community and this is almost like this is what you live for to get into the postseason you have so many things I mean last night was off the charts and boy tomorrow night's gonna be or Sunday night's gonna be special too well it's funny because I always uh, I jokingly say I get a little smarter with every win so certainly these guys make us look like geniuses in the sales and marketing world you know uh, you're right we work year-round but there are, are certain spots within the calendar that we have great opportunity and this is certainly one of them I think that demand is at an all-time high across you know tickets sponsorships uh, I think everybody wants to be a part of this so we need to take advantage of what we can. You know, when you look around sports, you see sometimes teams are built around one guy or there's one well, the, the team we're playing, one guy. Uh, but this team is so unique. This has been about your, your theme together. It really is something. I think that's one of the main reasons that the people who love basketball in this state, uh, they've really engaged and caught on to this team because they love the attitude of it is team. It's not just one superstar. It's a bunch of guys who genuinely like each other and work together. 
Well, absolutely. And I think that the concept of together actually starts even off the court. Um, part of the reason that we, we market the team the way we do and, and not just one player is because we met with basketball early on and, and you know, they relayed the players' thoughts. The players actually want to be marketed as a team. You know, they obviously, you have players that play different positions, but at the end of the day, they really pull for each other. So that concept of together, if you walk into our entry pavilion, you see uh, banners for all of our players. Uh, we don't necessarily feature one guy. Obviously, national media will do that a little bit more. But, you know, what's really, really important to our brand and also this team is really that concept of together, and we are one. So uh, it's really been great off the court as well. So tomorrow night, 8.30 is the game time. Uh, gives people all day to get ready for it, but they really need to come down early. I mean, I know you're going to open up the doors 90 minutes early. There's going to be some pageantry. There's going to be some music and entertainment, boom babies, and pacemates will be out. It's really kind of like a family deal come down. It's not just the two hours of a basketball game. It's an experience. It absolutely is. We try and make it very memorable. I mean, these are special times when you get into the postseason. And, and certainly being downtown and, and having everything that goes on around it, we encourage people to come here. We are part of downtown. We want it to be a great experience. That's the beauty of, of where we're located. So, you know, obviously people can come early. Um, there's going to be a lot of things to do, and, and certainly great memories will be made. So now, while we're thinking about the Pacers, but you still got we got a fever game, a fever season that's going to be starting up. You got Pacers gaming esports. I mean, the, the Mad Ants had a great season. It never stops around here. It's a lot different than when I first started, you know, 20 years or, or so ago. Uh, obviously, Pacers Sports Entertainment is involved in a lot of things, so we are busy year-round, not just with Pacers, but certainly all the other properties you mentioned. And it's interesting because they all uh, require the same amount of, of time, effort, and energy, and innovation. And, and I think what's exciting about it is with the properties that you mentioned, um, they certainly hit different demographics, so it allows us to be very creative across multiple channels. One thing about it, you talk about the experience. I can remember years and years ago when I brought my, my son, who was really little, to a game, I mean, one, two, three, whether it's the face painting, uh, Boomer, the guy that does the caricaturist, uh, uh, the balloons you have, you have so much going on, the food quality with Levy. You guys have really gone almost above and beyond the call of duty to make this like, it's not just a basketball game, it is truly something special. It really is, and I think that's important, again, especially in our market, because basketball is important. Um, you know, people start playing or kids start playing as soon as they're old enough to, to sort of walk on their own. So uh, it's a huge focus for us. We want this to be known as the best basketball facility. We also want it to be known as the, the facility that's most hospitable to families. You know, I have my built-in focus group. I have uh, three kids ranging in age from 10 to 16. So uh, being able to watch them progress as fans, um, you know, when they come to games, I certainly hear about it, the things that they really like and the things they don't like. So it allows us to make some adjustments, and I'm certainly not alone. We get a lot of feedback. Uh, family is extremely important to us. Community is extremely important to us. So that's typically the lens that we first look through when we're trying to create an experience. So tomorrow night, people should come down early. The game's at 8.30. They should go to Pacers.com backslash playoffs because there's a handful of tickets left. But, boy, tomorrow night, just the message is get here early, soak it up, and enjoy it because we love basketball. And, my God, these people love the Pacers. Absolutely. So you're, you're, you're 100% right. Keep checking back to that website. We get late releases from time to time from the visiting team, from NBA, from national sponsors. So uh, we certainly want to make those tickets available. So keep checking back, and we certainly hope you're here to make it a very pro-Pacers crowd. So, Patrick, the message there is if you're from Cleveland, we're sold out. We don't have any tickets. But if you're from Indianapolis, we got some tickets available. Go to Pacers.com backslash playoffs to check it out. Todd, I know you're busy. I really appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Well, thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it. 
Patrick, you sit right next to him, but you know how busy the son of a gun is. He never sleeps. His people never sleep. I can't wait for tomorrow night. My God, I can't wait. We got to sit around all day till tomorrow night at 830. I can't wait. Back to you, Patrick. All right, Eddie and Todd. Thank you. As always, an interesting interview from Eddie White, who goes around the house with the Pacers CMO, Todd Taylor. Also, the playoffs are here. That means you can refresh your Pacers Look, you can check out the Pacers team store so you can grab the latest jerseys, T-shirts, hats to rep the Pacers. There's new gear in there for the playoffs. You can see all of that live and in person at Bankers Life Fieldhouse or at PacersTeamStore.com. If you're with us throughout the year, you know we close out this show with a couple of live guests. Jeremiah Johnson in a moment. Mark Monteith next. This is Pacers Weekly. Through our local associates, Stanley Security, one of the world's leading global security providers, has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and service to the commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities. Stanley is a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and the official security products provider of the Indiana Pacers. Find out how Stanley Security can provide a solution for you at stanleysecurity.com. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Victor Oladipo. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they are one of the 10 largest companies in the state, providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at cnoinc.com. That's cnoinc.com. And let's go Pacers. Pacers fans, don't miss a game just because you're not in front of a TV. You can watch Pacers basketball anywhere with Fox Sports Go. Stevenson scores and a foul. Never miss a moment of the action. Launch the Fox Sports Go app on your phone or tablet. Sign in and stream the Pacers. Here goes Oladipo. Take every game, pregame, and postgame along for the ride no matter where you go. Watch Pacers basketball on Fox Sports Indiana. And when you're on the move, stream the Pacers anywhere with Fox Sports Go. At St. Vincent, we know getting care for your everyday life means you need more than an everyday doctor. You need one that listens. And that's just what Ascension doctors at St. Vincent do. Listening to you helps us see your whole picture. And with doctors who take the time to understand you, getting the care you need has never been easier. Find compassionate, personalized, and convenient care that is right for you at GetStVincentCare.com. You can catch out Pacers coverage at Pacers.com along with our radio and television coverage. Mark Monteith joins us now. He, of course, writes over there. His story is up from last night's game. Mark, let's talk Boyan Bogdanovich, 30 points, 7 of 9 from the three-point line, was the biggest reason the Pacers took game three and are up two games to one in the series. Can you put his performance into some historical context from the Pacers playoffs? Yeah, it's up there. You know, when you think about it, uh, many of the Pacers' great playoff moments have come on the road. You know, Reggie Miller, particularly at Madison Square Garden or in Philly or in other places. Uh, You know, Reggie had a 40-point game in game five against Milwaukee in the first round of 2000, that kind of thing. But Bogdanovich is is right up there to get not only score 30 points and hit – four three-pointers in the fourth quarter 
some from a different area code, but that turned into the defensive performance he did on LeBron James. You know, not that he shut down James, but he certainly did a great job, uh, as good a job as anybody could expect. So I think it's, you know, one of the better playoff performances in the Pacers franchise history. And uh, for it to come from Bogdanovich, a guy who, when the Pacers signed him last summer, nobody talked about defense. In fact, he was rated by one analysis as the worst defender at the small forward position in the NBA. And here he has become a really solid defender, as he says, because, well, he's been asked to do it. He was never really asked to defend before. So credit to him. You know, it, it was one of the more entertaining individual performances I've ever seen last night. Uh, for him to do what he did at both ends and to come in the context of a game like that, uh, it's going to rank right up there in the all-time great playoff performances by a Pacer. The storylines of does LeBron James have enough help have been around the playoffs the past few years, but they've come in the NBA Finals. So to come in round number one here I think is really interesting in itself. Does it seem like a Cavaliers team that's unsettled at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, when I got home last night, I uh, turned on the recording of the game, um, the ESPN broadcast, and I kind of wanted to hear what their commentary was. And George Hill did an on-court interview right before the game with Lisa Salters and said that I'm still trying to figure out what my role is. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear from your starting point guard before game three of the playoffs. And, but I understand George is saying that uh, it's clear you know, that this group is still trying to figure one another out. You know, this is a team that made all those moves at the trade deadline needed to. They were good moves, but that means you're still trying to figure out chemistry as you go into the playoffs. It is clear that they're unsettled and they uh, they don't have enough help for LeBron James. You think about it, Kyle Culver has been shut out twice in this series in three games. Uh, Clarkson, who's supposed to be one of their primary offensive threats, has a total of 10 points over three games. Jeff Green, who's supposed to be a primary scorer, has eight points for the series. Uh, I don't know where their offense is going to come from. George Hill, who got off to a great start last night, hardly played in the second half because his sore back flared up. Uh, The one that he kind of re-injured when he ran into Trevor Booker's pick up in Cleveland. So I don't know what Tyron Lue does. You know, he's already changed the starting lineup. Do you go back to what you did in game one? Do you try a third different lineup? I mean, he's obviously going to have to grasp for straws, and that's not what any coach wants to be doing in the playoffs. Mark Monteith is with us. You talked a little bit there about George Hill. When they made that all those moves around the trade deadline, I actually thought that that was probably their best one at the time. He's a good perimeter defender, can help a team that's really struggling on the defensive end, has a lot of playoff experience. You've seen a lot of his games. He just does not seem – he had a a nice stretch in the first quarter. He had nine points early in that game. But you look at his performance the rest of the series outside of that quarter, he just doesn't seem like the same player. Maybe it's it's the back. Is that what you'd guess? Yeah, I do think that. I mean – uh, I think I don't know that he's been healthy though his whole time in Cleveland. He uh, only had two or three good games, just judging from the box score uh, after he joined the Cavs. And I don't know if it's his back or roll, probably a combination of both. But it, uh, he missed a lot of games. You know, he set out quite a few games down the stretch, so he obviously isn't healthy. And I agree with you. You know, he was supposed to be a real crucial member of this team, bringing that playoff experience as the starting uh, point guard on a team that went to -to back-to-back conference finals. He's been in the league a long time. He's in San Antonio. You know, he's really um, 
been deep into the playoffs, and he should be ab- absolutely a crucial member of that Cavs team, and he hasn't been able to do that. So I think that's a huge factor for the Cavs. I'm sure if the Cavs don't win the series that, you know, James will take some heat, and Tyron Lue certainly will be criticized a lot. But I don't know what he could do. You know, if George Hill isn't healthy and other guys aren't hitting shots and uh, you're still trying to figure out a starting lineup, I'm not sure what they can do about it. And that's really the reason I thought going into the series the Pacers were better off playing Cleveland than Philly uh, for that reason. You know, the Cavs have a lot of things going on up there. You know, Tristan Thompson, who's got a huge contract, has played two minutes in the entire series. And we, you and I heard Tyron Lucy before the game last night that he – was going to use him, was going to play, but he didn't. So that's kind of typical of where the Cavs are. You know, guys like George Hill aren't able to play, and other guys who used to be able to play well aren't playing or aren't playing well. So uh, they're in a little bit of trouble right now, but obviously you don't want to assume too much. Mark, as you preview game four coming up here, what do the fans have to look forward to on Pacers.com? Well, complete coverage, a lot of coverage of the game last night. I wrote about Bogdanovich's game. Uh, we will be at practice today. Uh, the Pacers are available this afternoon, as are the Cavs, so we'll follow up on uh, that. So there'll be fresh stories today, and then, of course, complete coverage of Game 4 tomorrow night. That's Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. Mark, thanks for your time here this morning. Okay, thank you, Pat. Jeremiah Johnson joins us live next. We'll hear from the Pacers TV host and sideline reporter when we return. This is Pacers Weekly. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. I love helping people get what they need. So when you order with ClickList from Kroger, I make sure you get everything you ask for. Picked fresh and just the way you like it. Whole organic milk? Done. Two ripe bananas, one green, and today's fresh bread? Got it. With ClickList, I'm your personal shopper. So you can trust me to pick out the best produce, meats, and groceries. Fresh, bagged, and ready when you arrive. Order online? Pick up curbside at store. Now featuring same-day pickup. Visit Kroger.com slash ClickList. Get the best seats at the best pricing for the greatest spectacle in racing. Tickets for the 2018 Indianapolis 500 presented by Pengrade Motor Oil and all of May's epic events at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway are on sale now. Be there for IndyCars crossing the bricks at over 230 miles per hour. The base dropping over the snake pit presented by Coors Light. And save a vacation day to rock out on Miller Lite Carb Day. Get your tickets now and save at Indy500.com. Is it May yet? Pacers fans, check out the new Pacers team store located inside Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Get all the best Pacers gear, plus the best brands, including Nike, 47, New Era, and Under Armour. Also make sure to look for the game night specials during all Pacers home and away games to steal a great deal. Can't make it to the store? Grab all the gear at thepacersteamstore.com. The Pacers team store, the place for all your Pacers needs. You're listening to Pacers Weekly, 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. Jeremiah Johnson is with us here, as always, to close out this show. We haven't talked much about the environment in game number three, the crowd in game number three. Uh, we expected it to be really good. Everything you expected? 
I think so. Maybe just a little bit of a delayed start because the fans were just waiting to erupt really for much of the first half. The, the first half of the first quarter was back and forth, and that was that playoff atmosphere. And then they were just kind of waiting and waiting. But early in the third quarter, the Pacers score the first four points of the third. Teron Lue calls a timeout. And from that point on, it was kind of just that playoff atmosphere that you often talk about after a close game in the regular season, but you can't replicate. And it was uh, awesome, and I think the crowd deserves a little bit of an assist for the comeback in the second half. We were talking to you last week just before game number one. So to kind of put these first three games into perspective, obviously if I would have told you the Pacers would be up two games to one, you would have taken it. But bigger picture view here through three games, what's your analysis? I guess my biggest surprise is that they are up 2-1 and they've yet to hit 100 points. I just think, you know, I heard Nate McMillan talking before the series started and he was talking to some reporters and he referenced the playoff style and grinded out type of games and as I heard him say that I can I'll be honest I didn't really believe him I just fully expected this to be a series of 115 to 110 type of games and uh, you know what they say about playoff basketball and often you hear Nate talk about we want to play our pace and our tempo and you can tell that he wants to attack when necessary but not just get up in an up and down run-and-gun type of game with the Cavaliers. And so I think it's okay to be in the 90s. I, I'm surprised the Pacers' offense maybe hasn't executed quite as well as you would have thought against the Cleveland defense that was so bad throughout the regular season. But I think you take 2-1, and one, and I think the best part, and we've referenced it on a couple different broadcasts last night and um, after the game, that the Pacers are up 2-1, and they have not played their best game. And I think that's uh, always a positive. You don't want to play the best, and then you often have a step backward. I think they can improve, and that bodes well for game four. I know you have conversations with Dan Burke from time to time. I don't think you could have uh, positioned that any better to have him after game number three, and then the Pacers' defense immediately turns around in the second half. Pretty good timing. Yeah, you know, that was one of those. Sometimes we have some fun with Dan, but that was all serious, all business, and Dan was pretty to the point. I asked him if the Cavs did anything that surprised him, and then if um, he thought there was maybe a lack of focus and a lack of attention to detail, and he was pretty uh, quick to say no surprises, and he just wasn't quite sure what happened in the first half. But throughout our conversations with Dan Burke this season, I've just noted how happy he is with this team and their effort. And while he was kind of not sure of what happened in the first half, he was very confident they would respond. Now, I don't know if you knew – given the 17-point deficit, you could get all the way back. But he said, I want them to take some of that aggression out on the defensive end, and that is exactly what happened. Outstanding defense, 52-33, to the Pacers outscoring Cleveland in the second half. I asked Mark this question. I'm kind of struggling with it as well. Do you have any idea what to expect here in Game 4? Uh, well, I guess I, if I had to say, it may look a little bit like Game 2 from LeBron James's perspective because I did think he – was you know not quite as ag as aggressive as I would thought he would have been, and it's interesting with Boyan Bogdanovich. Whenever Boyan's guarding him, he's hesitant to attack the basket, and if anybody else is on him, I think he wants to drive. But when Boyan's on him, I don't know if he just has better positioning. I won't say better quickness, but uh, he settles for the outside shots, and that's what the Pacers want him to do. So I think Boyan needs to stay out of foul trouble. But I I, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. I just tend to think. One of these games will be a high-scoring game. Perhaps it comes on Sunday. But I, I think another positive is you know the Pacers are going to knock down some threes outside of Boyan Bogdanovich. And last night it was all bogey 
Uh, I like Victor getting those wide open looks off of pull-ups or pick and rolls. And if he gets those opportunities again in a close game, I think he makes them. And that's why I'm confident about game four. From the Fox Sports Indiana perspective, your perspective, when we were talking to you last week, you kind of had to detail the coverage of game number one. The good news is you guys have had full game coverage, and that's continuing here right into game number five, I think, is, is how far we know how to Fox Sports will have the game. Absolutely. I think uh, if the series does go six, uh, not officially, but I think there's a good chance we'll have that game as well. So um, it's been nice after game one to get back in that regular routine of preparing for pregame and game and postgame coverage. And what a couple of games to be able to broadcast. Obviously, game two, you know, it, it was a loss, but it was it was a pretty good comeback. And I thought the postgame reactions, they told the story about how confident the team was despite that loss that they could come back against Cleveland and, and game three. <laughs> uh, I think I'm like some fans that I saw on Twitter. I just woke up and I said, did that really happen? So I found myself this morning going back and rewatching the game. I invite all fans to do that as well, because uh, that's one of those games we'll remember for quite some time. But I think the, pay, the players have it in perspective. They've only got two wins and they've got to get two more to win this series. About 30 seconds here, a little bit later on the start uh, of the pregame show coverage, eight o'clock on Fox Sports Indiana on Sunday. What do the fans have to look forward to? It will be an unusual Sunday, Pat. So many Sunday games are afternoon starts, and this one is about as late as possible, 8.30. So we will be on the air at 8 o'clock. Eddie Gill and I in the Fox Loft for Pacers Live pregame will have a special feature on Corey Joseph and his championship pedigree and all the usual bells and whistles, but maybe a few extra ones because it's playoff time, and at Fox Sports Indiana, we're trying to build these games up and make it a big show. And I think uh, Max Linewan, Jamie Burns, Ken Stoffman, some of the folks behind the scenes have done a great job up to this point, and it should be no different on Sunday. You can see Jeremiah starting at 8 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. Game number four, Pacers and Cavaliers. J.J., thanks for your time here on Pacers Week. All right, Pat. All right, that's Jeremiah Johnson also at 8 o'clock right here for your radio coverage. 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM across the radio network. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks to our producer, David Deering. I'm Pat Boylan. Pacers Weekly airs next at 10 a.m. next Saturday morning. Hi, Pacers fans. This is Glenn Robinson III. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 18 years, CNO Financial has donated more than $275,000 to the Pacers Foundation to help support young people in Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit CNOINC, that's CNOINC.com, and let's go Pacers. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Jason's Deli offers a variety of healthy options, starting with a salad bar that has over 30 items and many organics. We believe in wholesome ingredients, awesome taste, and no surprises. Thanks to our decades of experience in fresh food preparation and delivery, Jason's Deli is able to provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for all your catering needs throughout the Indianapolis area. Come visit Jason's Deli today at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, 82nd Street, and 116th and Allisonville Road. Check us out online at jasonsdeli.com. 
Hi, Pacers fans. This is Kristen Airy. Did you know that Indiana has some of the hardest water in the country? To improve the quality of water in your home, do what I did. Choose a whole home water treatment system from Connecticut. Our glasses no longer have a chalky white film. Our sinks and tubs stay cleaner longer. And I know our drinking water is safe for the whole family, including my dogs, Granger and Bailey. Visit ConnecticutIndy.com today to set up your free in-home water test. Connecticut, official sponsor of the Indiana Pacers.